Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. Our special guest tonight, Marilyn Hughes, had a long-standing career in broadcasting as a news anchor, reporter, producer, and then she founded the Out of Body Travel Foundation in 2003 and has experienced research written and taught about out-of-body travel since 1987. She has been on the subject of the scientific study of -of out-of-body experiences and a subject in several other research studies. Her latest book, The Hammer of Mysticism. Marilyn, welcome back. Thank you, George. It's great to be back. Has it really been almost 10 years since you were on the show? I guess it's time for us to check in with one another. I think so. (laughs) How have you been? I've been great. How are you doing? Good. Now, tell us how an experienced newscaster got interested in out-of-body travel. Well, you know, it it happened because um, I just started having the experiences early on, and it was uh, spontaneous at first, and um, it just became more like, ironically, as a reporter, you're reporting on other things, and I kind of started reporting on other otherworldly adventures, I guess you would say. <laughs> well, and you did. And uh, now, while you were working as a newscaster, were you having these OBEs too? I was. I was. It started very early on. I was about 22 when I had the first experience. And so I, I was working um, in news for quite a while after that. I think it was about eight, eight more years before I decided to go into uh following this full-time. Was it induced, or did, uh, did it just happen to you? Um, it, it just happened to me at first, but over time I started learning you know, ways to, to increase the likelihood of the experience. But the first time was pretty much pretty unexpected, I'd say. The Hammer yeah. of Mysticism. Tell me about the title. Okay, the hammer of mysticism. You know, when you're looking at your toolbox and you've got a hammer, it's an essential tool. That's what this is all about. It's an encyclopedic journey into out-of-body travel, mystical processes, and terms. And so it's your essential tool into out-of-body experiences. It it covers so many things um, in terms of all the different energetic uh, requirements and needs and different stages in the journey, as well as... um, Uh, all the kinds of different things you're going to run into in the out-of-body travel path. So um, it's it's like your essential tool to get started and to keep going. Did you ever investigate the Monroe Institute, uh, the late Robert Monroe, one of the best when it came to out-of-body travel? Oh, absolutely. I loved Robert Monroe, and I read all his books. And uh, my first publisher, they were personal friends of his, and so I love the Monroe Institute. Yeah, he was uh, he was a giant in this field. Oh, yes. Yes, he's still a giant. <laughs> Wherever he may be, right? That's right. <laughs> yes. You talk a lot about being in the vibrational state. Why is that important? The vibrational state is something that I think is misunderstood. We, You know, a lot of people hear about how you go into the vibrational state because you're uh, that's one of the pro- uh, one of the one of the steps along the way to an out of body experience. But the thing that's so important to know about vibration is that vibration determines everything in the mystical realms. And so, you know, as human beings in our physical materialistic bodies, we are much more connected to a material vibration. Um, when you hear about the vibration that you experience before having an out of body experience, what's happening is you are detaching from the physical vibration of your physical body, 
and entering into the spiritual vibration of your spirit because you have to raise that vibration up before your spirit will leave the body. And what's going to happen as you progress down the out-of-body travel path is that the, uh, the vibrational experience becomes key to everything. So you're going to be having vibrational raisings, which are these very, very power-filled experiences where it's like these vibrations are being revved just a little bit higher. And as you're going through these things, you can almost certainly expect that you're on the verge of a breakthrough because what's happening is they're lifting your vibration so that you can be taken to a higher sphere. And so then when you, when you start understanding vibration in terms of knowledge, it becomes even more important because vibration is knowledge in the spiritual realm. So what we can comprehend, understand, and know is encompassed in the level of the vibration within our spiritual body. And so the whole key to all of this out-of-body experience, but also the attainment of knowledge then becomes the bringing of our very materialistic, worldly vibration to a higher level and higher and higher so that we can go into higher and higher realms of knowledge and into higher and higher spheres where we learn more and become more and are able to do more. I had an out-of-body experience, uh, Marilyn, when I was 11 years old. Uh, I didn't plan it. It was just one of those things. I woke up bouncing on the ceiling looking down at my 11-year-old body, and uh, once I realized this is not a dream, slammed me right back down again. And that was it. That was the only time I've been able to have an OBE. I've tried. I've tried, but I just, uh, for some reason, I can't. I don't know. What am I doing wrong? Well, you know, ironically, what you just described is one of the big common problems that people run into, and it's actually discussed in the Hammer of Mysticism. And, you know, the Hammer of Mysticism is one of a series of nine books on how to have out-of-body experiences. It's the fourth book in a series of nine. But what, what you described is the, the situation and the sensation that when you are suddenly startled or excited or um, just you know scared, a lot of people have a fear reaction, mm-hmm. sure. you will suddenly shoot back to your body. So like, for instance... Um, I had an experience, well, I had a lot of experiences like this, but in the beginning especially, you know, like uh, I would see a deceased friend and I'd be so excited, like, oh my gosh, it's really you. And then all of a sudden, poof, you know. And so one of the things that we discuss in the Hammer of Mysticism is how you discipline your thoughts and discipline your spiritual consciousness so that when it happens, you're going to be more prepared to pull that energy back so that you can allow yourself to have that experience. Because any excited reaction, scared, fearful reaction, um, sometimes even just overwhelming joy can, you know, can send you right back to your body. Yep. So there's a disciplinary practice in there that helps us to be able to take it a little further. I've come close to doing it again, but just when I think I'm ready, it pulls me back down again. So I just got to get to that next level. And then I think I'll be okay. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of the process, you know, is is a lot of preparation. It's it's thinking about how you can create an atmosphere around yourself and in your world that is continuous and contiguous for um, spiritual experience. 
So you want to be creating an, an, an environment around you that allows you to lift up from the material world. And the hammer of mysticism goes into a lot of details on that. It sure does. Now tell me why you think OBEs, out-of-body experiences, are important to people. They're very important because, ironically, I think this is one of the hardest things for people to understand because there has been so much that's gone on um, where people do a lot of more experimental stuff. Like, you know, okay, I'm going to see if I can go see what's going on in someone's house and if they can verify that, that I was there and that I saw that. Um, those kinds of things are, are uh, useful, but what really out-of-body experiences are about are the purification and the evolution of the soul. When I had my first experience, I remember thinking, wow, I can't believe this. The, you know, the world is so much bigger you know, than I could have possibly realized. And now, you know, like 30 years later, thousands of experiences later, it's like the, the universe is so much more infinite than I could possibly have imagined. Because what's happening is you're being taken to higher and higher spheres of knowledge. Mm-hmm. So in these out-of-body experiences, it doesn't just stay stable in one location. You're going to be going through these um, experiences that are going to guide you towards your guardian angels, towards information about your past lives, towards information about your extraterrestrial alliances. That's a big part of -of out-of-body experiences. Um, And also the things in your life that you need to accomplish or overcome. You know, because we we are here in what I call the mortal realms. It's the third and fourth realms. And in these realms, we, we deal with the battles between good and evil within ourselves and all around us. And that's the nature of this realm. If we do not do that while we're here, then we're kind of wasting some time, you know. So what happens in these out-of-body experiences is it accelerates that process. It brings us face-to-face with what's really going on in our soul and the real reason that we incarnated here again and what do we need to see and overcome and alter to, to, be, to be concluded here. How close, how close are OBEs to remote viewing, in your opinion? Well, remote viewing is, I think there's a lot of similarities. There's a lot of similarities. But remote viewing is a little bit more in the... Um, in the psychic realm, you know, what, what they're practicing is more of a psychic exercise that is very, very disciplined, and it's really amazing what they're able to do, but it is different because out-of-body travel is an actual experience where you're actually separating from your body, your body is unconscious, and your spirit remains conscious, and your spirit is traveling to these other realms, and so it is different in that way. What is eternal law? Well, ironically, you know, there's a higher law than the laws of this world. and um, That's those, true. I'm glad. Yes, <laughs> yes. And when you start traveling mystically, and ironically, this is one of the things that the hammer of mysticism does cover quite a bit, is eternal law, which is there are rules of the, you know, rules of the realms, so to speak, <laughs> you know, um, and these are very, very serious rules. Um, and so these are uh, these laws, we learn them as we are traveling through the myriad realms, and it becomes like something that compounds upon itself. But these are higher laws that we have to operate by 
with uh, it, and if we don't there are serious consequences you know the gift the gift of out of body travel and the gift of certain knowledge we it can all be stripped from us if we misuse it and so understanding that there is an eternal law um, and that we want to follow that to the T is really important um, because you can really run into some problems if you don't. And, you know, you don't want to worry about it because if you go down this path, you're going to be taught. It's going to be something that is going to be shown to you. And, of course, you can read through lots of my books. I have a lot of books on these subjects and learn a lot about that even before you get there. Um, but, but you're going to be taught so you don't want to worry about it or stress about it, but you want to be aware. There's, there's, you know, we don't want to violate anything that's going to affect the evolution of any other individual or creature or being. We want to make sure that we are working in harmony with the will and the movement of God. Do you find that people who can practice OBEs uh, in tapping into this realm are a little more... Um, I don't want to say smarter than others in real life, but they're more tuned in. Well, you know, I think I think that I think they're more tuned in. I think that there's like a different way that you know we might be connected a little differently because that is definitely something that I've seen. Because you know, we all have our different callings in this world, and some of us, the callings that we have, which are of equal and very important importance, <laughs> you know. Um, some of our callings that people have require them to be a little bit more um, attached to the material world, and some of the callings that we have require different levels of that. And what I have seen and noticed is that people who are more uh, prone to this, where it's a little easier for them or more natural, we're all, I think we're almost kind of wired a little differently. We're not really operating from the material world um, uh, as you know, as a general rule, there is always a multi-dimensional awareness that is encompassing us, even as we're just walking through daily life. So it's a different way of seeing things, and I think it's kind of the way we were created and geared to make us more able to do this. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern, and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.